Welcome to Confessions of a Wife, Mom, and Realtor, the raw podcast all about the messy, true lives of working moms in real estate. In this podcast, we talk about the hilarious mishaps and successes that are pretty much guaranteed when it comes to selling real estate while managing a family. I'm your host, Nicole Ward, the boots on the ground toddler mom who swears like a sailor and fails extravagantly, all while running my own real estate business. So grab a juice box and that basket of clean laundry that still needs folded because we're going to jump right in. Good morning, everyone. I have Amanda Hunt with me today. How are you, Amanda? Nervous. (laughs) (laughs) Nervous to be on a podcast, your very first podcast, right? Yes. Okay. That's okay. I mean, I don't think I've interviewed one out of the... 12 or 15 people I've interviewed so far have never done a podcast before. So, so I'm not you're alone. right aligned. You're not alone. I promise. <laughs> so um, tell me a little bit about you and when you got your real estate license. Um, I got my real estate license in 2018. Um, okay. We moved back to Ohio in 2014. My husband's military. So we were in Virginia for since 2008 that's uh, so about six years. Um, and then we came back to Ohio, 2014, 2018, I got my real estate license. Um, we have three boys. God saved my soul. Right. <laughs> um, I, I'm not quite sure. No, that's okay. So you got your real estate license in 2018. Um, and I'm assuming, have you been with the same brokerage since 2018? I have not. Uh, I started off at a, um, a local brokerage with a big name. Um, okay. Had a lot of great training. Didn't really feel like the right fit for me. Went to a little mom and pop one. Loved the people. But I was, that's when I started doing like um, broker administrative work. And then I okay. quickly realized I was, I was doing a lot more and I was actually good at what I was doing. And I didn't really want to give up my split anymore after that. So then I landed um, at this brokerage where um, there is no split. And I'm also doing the broker administrative work. Um, on top of producing. And it's just, it's a much better fit. It's a much better culture. Um, Culture is everything, isn't it? Yes. Like the people you surround yourself with. I always say that like, it does not matter what brokerage you're at. If you don't have a good culture, if you don't like the people that you're surrounding yourself with every single day, then you're at the wrong place. It's all about the people and the culture. I truly believe that. Yes. And I actually called my broker this morning and I'm like, I'm low key freaking out. I think I'm going to vomit. She's like, you'll be fine. I'm like, I just listened to her podcast. People talk about themselves. She's like, I know it's your weak spot. You're going to, you're going to be great. This is awesome. Well, then I'm pulling you out of your comfort zone. I feel like I'm doing my my job. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, okay. So you got your license in 2018. Um, I know you said you're married to a military man. Did you have kids at the time? Um, I did. Um, my oldest is going to be 18, November 15th. My middle is, uh, 14 and my youngest is nine. They are complete and total opposites of each other. Um, of course (laughs) my oldest and I very much kind of grew up together. I was 18 when I had him. Um, so we, we have a pretty, pretty close knit bond. Um, he is, you know, I'm disappointed and he's immediately on it. My youngest is, you know, dude, do you need an ass whooping today? And he's like, no, no, I'm sorry. And that middle child, um, he was actually born with spina bifida. So he is, he's 
confined, and I say that loosely, to a wheelchair because he can walk with crutches or walker and stuff like that, but he, he doesn't like to because he's faster and he can do wheelies and it's so much cooler. Um, so Absolutely. He's, he's very um, athletic. Like He currently holds the state record for um, middle school track, breaking state records, and he plays wheelchair basketball as well. He keeps me very busy, but he is he is my child that it doesn't matter if he's disappointed me. It doesn't matter if I think he needs a butt whoop and he I'm pretty sure he just sits behind the closed door flicking me off. Right. <laughs> probably the entire time. He's he's very stubborn and I'm I'm pretty sure I know where he got that trait from. <laughs> I'm the same way. I get that. Yeah, so they're uh they definitely keep me busy. They I have a love-hate relationship with youth sports because having three boys, it kind of comes with the territory. Hate it more than I love it. Love to watch them be in sports. Love to watch them grow. Cannot stand the daddy mentality behind it of all of the coaches or the consistent, like, we're nine. We don't need to practice four days a week. Like, I want to have a life outside of sports. I totally agree with you. I have, so my son um, just turned 18 a few days ago. So I'm, I'm like right there with you, but he's my uh, bonus son. So we're blended family. Um, he has a mom and I remember nine, 10, 11, 12 years old. There's doing travel baseball, travel basketball. We're like going out of state, staying in hotels for these 10 year olds. Mm-hmm. And I'm just thinking like, unless you're planning on going into the NBA or the MLB, why are we doing this? Like, yes. I, I don't understand. It's too much. It was, it was a lot. Um, but it looks like he might go into college and play basketball now. So I don't know if your 18 year old is going to be doing anything like that, but I, I guess I look back for him and it makes sense. But my other two, my little ones, no way. No, (laughs) I don't think my 18 year old or my almost 18 year old is gonna take that approach. He, uh, he does baseball and wrestling and he very much does them for the love of the sport. He's not the best of the best, but he just, he thoroughly enjoys it. He, it, it kind of helps boost his self-confidence and he can really find himself. Um, right. the, the middle child, however, though, he, he's had scouts looking at him for since he broke state records in seventh grade. Um, so he is very much considering that path and it, it's kind of a little nerve wracking because that's out of my wheelhouse. My husband and I did not go to college. Like I have some trade schools and some technical schools, but that's really about it. And my husband went into the construction field. So it's, it's, it's going to be a, a another learning curve for us. That's that's amazing, though. I mean, good for him to be as young as he is to take the cards that were dealt and to take it and run with it. I mean, how amazing is that? You know, I, I think that's amazing. Yes, he is. Um, they told us he was never going to walk. And everything that they've told us that he has never been able to do, he has pushed it out in leaps and bounds. So. It's really, it's really uh, something to watch him kind of grow in that dynamic. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and good for you, mom, because it can't have been easy to watch from the time he was born to where he is now and to see how far he's come and how um, just truly amazing his spirit oh, is yeah. from what it sounds like. <laughs> he's got a lot of spirit for sure. <laughs> so when you got your license in 2018, obviously your kids were all younger um, what were you doing like work-wise? Did you, when you moved back here from Virginia, were you working another job? Were you a stay-at-home mom? Um, I was a stay-at-home mom because of that middle child. When he was younger, it was just doctor appointment after doctor appointment. And we were in like military housing. So there wasn't really like a family support unit to kind of help. Although we quickly realized that our military friends have 
become family throughout this time. Like we still keep in touch with several of them. Um, But when we came back, my husband was home a lot more. And I was like, oh my goodness, like I got to get away from you. Like you're you're (laughs) driving me crazy. Um, So I was training dogs when I was in Virginia. Um, So when I moved here, I jumped into training and grooming dogs for a company over um, in Bainbridge, Sugar and Falls area. And then it just got too repetitive and it was always on a schedule and it was time consuming um, to kind of block that stuff out and not have any flexibility in my schedule. And realistically, this this is going to sound horrible, but I have a few friends um, both in the state and out of the state and they're like, oh yeah, we're going to go get our real estate license. And I'm like, if they can do it, I can surely do it because I, I think I'm a little bit smarter than than them on some of Ooh, <laughs> I love um, the confidence. Right, like it was all in it was all in good. Oh, I shouldn't do that. It was all in good um good spirit and stuff. Like me and my one friend from Virginia, we still joke about it. I'm like, why didn't we do this when we were there? Like we could have tag team this and rocked it out. Um. So is she a real estate agent too? Then she is. Yes, she is. Oh. That's amazing. So you have like your own little culture of shared experience with, with someone and then you went and got your real estate license and, and move forward from there. That's awesome. That's yeah. really cool. And it's really nice to kind of have those military spouses and other states that do real estate as well, because if, you know, we get them and they're transferring, I mean, we could just refer them out to another state with a trusted person who already understands a VA loan, because if you're, if you're in the military and you don't have a VA loan, you, you probably missed that mark and you should have had one. Yeah. I mean, the VA loans are outstanding. There's so much bad information out there about VA loans, even within our own industry. And it's such an amazing product. I think everybody, if you have the opportunity to use it, should. Yes. Yeah. It's a great program. It really is. That and um, I like the first time home buyers too. Like the first time home buyers, it just, everything's still new and exciting to them. Um, And it's just nice to kind of help them make that next jump. Right. Right. It's a big deal, too. And a lot of people, again, something else that has misinformation, they don't realize that you don't have to have 20% down to buy a house. Like people have the mindset of I'm going to rent forever. I'm never going to be able to buy a house because I don't have all this money, but they do um, and they are able to buy a house. So that's awesome. So you guys started in 2018. Um, Your boys were a little bit younger. You obviously jumped in and got your real estate license. What was your first year like? Um, I came out procuring rookie of the year, procuring, um, nearly $1 million my first year out. So it really started with a bang. Um, this year, um, I took on a more of a full-time role with the admin, with the company I'm with. So my personal sales have kind of lapsed, but I've also, I'm a person who very much operates by the book and I don't do black and white. Like, or okay. I don't, do, I don't do the gray. It has to be gray. black and white. And when I get those things in the gray, if I can't make it to the black and white, I'm probably not the agent for you. And I have no problem letting some of those people go because I don't, I don't want that liability. And I don't want to, I don't want to give them a bad taste because they wanted to skip corners on. Okay. So tell me a story. I need to hear, like, give me an example of someone you've had to let go. Ooh. Um, without naming names, without naming yeah, names, just course. a situation, situation. Um, so I did, I did have, um, a client who very much wanted to run the show, which I'm, I'm good with that. I'm just here to kind of consult and help you navigate the process. Right. Um, but, um, it got to the point where she was speaking to the people on the audio 
during the showing in her house. And oh, I this already, was a seller then. I already explained to her like, like I have to disclose that we have that you have those things in the house, but like you shouldn't be listening in. You it 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 was just a very messy situation, and I'm like, uh, it's time for me to step away. Like we're obviously not seeing eye to eye, and some of these things are dappling in the territory that I, I it's in the gray, and I don't like to do it. Um, mm-hmm. So we just kind of cut ties and went from there. Um, wow. I think yeah. actually in the state of Ohio. So do you have to fill out one of those um, surveillance release forms showing if there's cameras that you're not going to have your audio on? Um, I've never seen that form, but I do have to disclose it in the broker's remarks. Yeah. So I think in the state of Ohio, and I could be wrong, but I think I took a class that said that if you have video surveillance in houses, you are not allowed to have your audio on. You cannot listen to people, but you can see them, but you cannot listen to people in the houses. So um, we did some training on that recently. So I don't blame you. That would have been. Yeah. I was like, "Eh, no, thank you. Right. (laughs) Was she upset? Um, no, I don't, I don't think she was very upset. I, I know, I think the house eventually sold three realtors after me. Um, so I think she was just very much a person who like to like to have things done her way. And she wasn't kind of receptive to what, what the process was. And at that point, if I'm not guiding you through the process and you think it all, you know, it all, then, then what is the point of me providing my services? Because that's just going to be a stressor in my life that I don't want. And I don't right. really want to get the bad reputation throughout the peers, especially since it's kind of more local. Right. So. I, I totally agree with you. I think you made the right decision. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. All right. So you were rookie of the year yes. and you built up your business. Now you're doing admin stuff. So clearly, you know, the challenge that a lot of new realtors, especially realtor moms face is I don't know how to build my business. Where do I get my business from? I don't have time to build my business. So what are some of the things you did rookie of the year to help you sell some houses in the very beginning? Actually, a couple of my listings were kind of just handed over to me from that broker. Like she's like, here, take this run with it. I know you know what you're doing. You've got this. And I'm like, I no idea what I'm doing lady like what do you mean just take this you got this um so she installed like a lot of a lot of confidence in me um and oftentimes you know she would take some of the bad things out and and use those as an example um which kind of put you on the spot but luckily I'm I'm kind of good at constructive criticism so it wasn't like mm-hmm. the end of the world um Formally, she she just she was really really strict about the the forms, um, making sure that they're filled out the right way. And other than that, it was kind of just word of mouth. 90 percent of my referrals are probably just word of mouth. Word of mouth. Um, so how did you do that? Like you know, I'm I'm glad that you were given some opportunity from your first brokerage when you were a newer agent, and I'm glad that you've been able to work referrals. But you have three kids, and one of them needs more help maybe than the other two. And so how were you able to continuously grow your business in the real estate world where there's no set schedule? You know what I mean? How did you do both of them at the same time? My husband. <laughs> okay, so, tell me about it. Yeah, tell me about um, it. So for this was my first, I have a, I have a farm. So my first um, business that I wanted to be in is I wanted to be a veterinarian. Um, I have I have a ton of goats outside. I have a ton of dogs inside. I'm hoping nobody barks during this. You're fine. <laughs> um, 
So I wanted to be a veterinarian, um, but I did get pregnant in high school, so that kind of curbed that. And then along came this child and that had spina bifida. Um, and when my husband came out of the military, you know, I'm like, you know, I kind of followed you around and played the backseat of the role. But if I had a dollar for every time somebody told me, oh, you're not just a pretty face, I could probably build a freaking empire right now. Like, I'm like, I know it's supposed to be a compliment, but it's kind of an insult at the same time. Right. Um, like, thanks for looking at all of the things that actually make me who I am. <laughs> right. So then when I start talking, they're like, oh, like, you do know your market. Uh, no, no. Like, I'm just I'm just I'm just here to look pretty. <laughs> right. Um, but my <laughs> husband was like, you know what? Do what you're going to do. Go and grow. Like, you know what you're doing? You're good at it. Just tell me what you need and I'll do it. So, like, I've been able to leave um, like my company um, had a retreat and they said, hey, you're coming to Reno. Like just months after I was hired into this full-time position with them. And I was like, hey, babe, I'm going to Reno. He's like, peace out. Have fun. I was That's like, awesome. Okay. And then so I what does he do practice. then? Uh, so he is, um, he's an operator in the union. Okay. So he does construction. Um, <sighs> he works all over the place. I think right now he's in Parma and then I think they're moving back to the east side of Cleveland for another job or something. Okay. But uh, not like CEO corporate where you're working till 10 o'clock at night. Like clearly he has a schedule that he follows every day that Yeah, he's usually home by 4.30 at the latest, which is a lot better because he used to work for another company and he usually didn't get home until like eight. So I don't, if he was still there, I don't, I don't think he would have been able to be as supportive as what he right. has been. Um, Thank goodness yeah. for the support. I yeah. Mean, that's amazing. He really kind of anchors me. Like I have a lot of ideas and I would just want to go everywhere. And he's like, okay, yes. let's focus here. <laughs> let's focus here. That's great. So we, um, my husband is also a real estate agent. We're a team together, but I have been in real estate a lot longer than him. And it was like my, I'm kind of harebrained. I have a little bit more of a creative side to me than a functional logic spreadsheets side. So um, when he saw me be as successful as I was, he was like, I can help you grow that. And so he really was the anchor for many years for me, just like yours was for you. But he liked it so much that he jumped into it two years ago. So now we do it together and that's really nice. And I don't know if that's something you could ever consider, but I find all the people I've interviewed, the spouse real estate relations relationships tend to be really good business structures. Too. Yeah. He's tossed around the idea of appraisal, but he like, he coaches football. He's coaching wrestling. Uh, he's, he's, he's getting ready to dabble in my world because I also am an advisor for 4-H for our um, pygmy club. And he's getting ready to pick that up for shooting sports. Um, Ultimately, I would I would love to retire my husband, and I I think that's probably the first time I've said that out loud. Like, besides to one other person, right? That would be ideal. Um, but I think we'll get there eventually. Right. It's always a time building thing. It takes time, and you guys still have kids in school. Yes. And you know, lots of things going on. So. Well, so I appreciate you coming on the show today. I appreciate you talking to me about all these things. If someone were to want to reach out to you and talk about real estate or anything else, how would they best get a hold of you? Um, they can directly call me or I'm on Facebook, email. Okay. Stop me at a local sideline sporting event. I'm usually typically there. Right. <laughs> there. <laughs> Okay. All right. And I have one last question for you and I'm going to put you on the spot just a little bit, take you further out of your comfort zone. Um, <laughs> I ask everybody this question. So it 
The show is called Confessions of a Wife, Mom, and Realtor. So I'm going to ask you, what is your confession? Um, I know my confession. There's a couple of them. Like, which one should I talk about? Tell um, me something juicy. <laughs> I'm not a rub your elbows kind of person. So if I seen you out in public, I would probably, I'd be like, I know the face or I know the name, but I would never piece you together. So I just fake it till I make it. And it's like, just smile and wave because uh, just that military lifestyle, if you're not staying for so long, you don't really take the time to know somebody because they're, they're mm-hmm. just rotating in and out of your life so often. So I suck at faces and names. So if you approach me in public and I am just have this blank stare, I'm just trying to process where, where I know you from. So don't <laughs> take it personally, but I suck with faces and names. But that doesn't mean you're going to be mean or rude. You're still going to talk no. like you know me until you figure out who I am. So yes. we're good. And I mean, I'm, pretty that's open. Good. I'm pretty open and just kind of down to earth and laid back where, I mean, having a kid like Connor um, that has spina bifida, eyes are on you all the time. So yeah. it's kind of hard to not be noticed where you go. So I just kind of, I just want to blend in sometimes. Mm-hmm. I get it. I totally get it. Well, thank you for sharing. Thank you for being on the show today. I really appreciate it. And hey, guys, stay tuned for next week's episode. It's going to be awesome. I'm so excited. And uh, thank you again. Thank you. Hey, mamas. Thanks for tuning in to Confessions of a Wife, Mom, and Realtor. If you like today's confession, make sure you subscribe to hear more juicy stories from other realtor moms like you. See you next week.